0: Which is less appealing in a potential partner? That they don't have a car and they're walking? Or they're hanging out the passenger side of their best friend's ride trying to holler at you?
1: Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues.
0: Now, here's your host,
1: Sean Carter.
0: So, uh, we're going to talk about 90s music tonight, and uh, I don't know who, who here was old enough to truly appreciate it. Uh, I know, Alex, you are. I,
1: I I came of age in the 1990s, okay. for sure. I was uh, 10 years old in 1990, and I was right. 20 years old. So, that's the and perfect th- time I, to be... I can... Every reference that was dropped tonight, I got. Yeah. Everything about my life can be traced back to the 1990s yeah
0: but ted you're you're a little younger so you might not have uh heard all this music as it came out but you are a big music fan
2: uh yeah i was uh i was two in 1990 <laughs> oh, man. i yeah. turned three um but no i had like older brothers who were like the right age they are like a little bit older than you so yeah like yeah i could when I was like three, I listened to Metallica. <laughs> like, yeah, as a weird kid. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I I listened to all that stuff.
0: Yeah, and Kate, say so you were around for the '90s. Yeah,
3: I was. I'm actually a couple of years older than Ted, so I was five years old in the '90s. Oh, so. Yeah. so fucking old. <laughs> Are Through you you the '90s me? or oh, just geez. in 1990? In 1990, you didn't I was stay '85 for no, the whole I decade. I have not aged. No. Okay. No. I like oh, the older
0: woman.
4: What? I can't, I can't on hear one. you. It's <laughs> not, it doesn't have to go on the podcast. Sean calls me old all the time. Oh. He's vaguely older uh, than him. So. Yeah, Sarah's
1: a year Sarah older than me. she's a child so. of the
0: 90s. Uh... Yeah, Sarah is also around of the '90s. Yes, I mean, she really got to appreciate it because she was like a teenager by the time <laughs> that the '90s started. Something and tells me that back tattoo has '90s written all over. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, it, is it not? I'm sorry. Yeah, wait. What is the back tattoo, anyways? It was. It's been covered up. It's different now than it was.
4: It was the most '90s tattoo. What was it? I, Why
0: was it the most '90s tattoo? I think it just had DMB.
2: No, just... yeah, uh, explain it, what your tattoo was. It was, was the Sarah. Twin Towers, and it <laughs> said "Never Coming Down." <laughs>
4: Um, the back tattoo slash tramp stamp I had that I got in 1998 was a Chinese symbol for the word chaos, which is what every other woman in 1998 got mm. as soon as she turned 18 and could get a tattoo in Florida, obviously. Oh,
0: okay. I did not know that. I thought it was... So my brother has a very 90s tattoo on his arm. It is the Godsmack, son. No! Oh, no. no.
1: There's no going back from that. <laughs> <Nope>. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure that the laser technician would just decline to yeah. work on that. <laughs> like, no. You're stuck with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let people it. know what kind of person you are.
2: You just hands him like an old cheese grater. It's like... <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Have at it, son. know. <laughs> Um. So, okay So, One Hit Wonders I think that's the best part of 90s music okay. so, In my opinion So, my opinion of a, a perfect 90s band As I said on the show Is, like, not a surf Because you only know one song by them And it only played for, like, six months <laughs> In 1995 And is that song I'm popular, or popular, or whatever That's a 90s song In a 90s band And you've never heard of them again. Like, Fun Loving Criminals, you've never heard of after the 90s. Nirvana, you never heard of after the 90s. The Foo Fighters are still
5: around. Well, the Foo Fighters are still around,
0: but Kurt Cobain is not. So Nirvana's done. But I think
2: that is, like, uh, I've had this discussion with other people, and that is truly the test of, like, a 90s alternative band, is, like, they had that one song that played on the radio, and then... you you bought the album and none <laughs> of the other songs sounded like that. Oh, right, yeah. None yeah. of them
0: sounded like that.
1: That's right.
3: wamu was one. Ch- yeah. Oh, Tump Thumpin'? Yeah. That's good one.
0: Candy what
1: pass. about uh, Dishwalla? Tell Me All Your Thoughts on God. That's a kid's song. That really oh, that song. Theater? Yeah, that's a Count- that It's Counting Blue Cars. That's, yeah, it's Counting Blue Cars. That's I, a, love, that's I, a, oh, I love throwing Joan that the Joan Osborne, playlist. What If uh, God Was One of Us? I had that uh, CD, and yeah. a
0: lot of the songs did sound like I would have expected them <laughs> <Okay>. to. <laughs> uh, nine
3: Days. She day. was on
0: the Lilith Fair first. Oh, reference. yeah. <laughs> she was, <definitely laughs> on she was on that.
3: Nine Days, Story of a Girl.
1: Oh, uh, this is a story. That guy's a math teacher now in New York. Not to be weird, but I know that.
0: Um, Sir Mix-a-Lot Great 90s song Yeah, him, a, yeah That must have been Early that. 90s like, yeah. That must have been right And you're not following His career now um, You know He, he might do like A that Sprite up. commercial He did follow now it up
1: With the very influential Put him on the glass if you I would also it like to say That,
4: that right. Sir Mix-a-Lot Is still touring Just in case You're curious You can book him For your private party For just How much like, does it
0: cost? Can like, you find this? Like phone? around
4: a thousand dollars. No, oh yeah.
0: Are you serious? I'm... We should fucking get Sir yeah. Mix-a-Lot for the show. Yeah, <laughs> for we the should... wedding is we what should...
3: you mean. <laughs> for the wedding,
0: yeah. When we, we get co- married,
3: collectively start funds.
0: Um, collectively. Speaking of which, collective, collective soul.
6: soul.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> oh man. Oh, Shine. I,
2: I have a I have a collective soul story. Um, so they, uh, they headlined, um, like the Boston Earth Day concert at the Shell probably like eight or nine years ago. And it was like, it was them. It was, um, fuck. It was like four bands in that vein. So like them. Third Eye Blind? No, Third (laughs) Eye Blind wasn't there. But uh, like them, the Gin Blossoms. Oh, uh, Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell Hell yeah. yeah. (laughs) We'll get to them.
3: (laughs) Not a one hit wonder though.
2: Yeah, they had like no, four. They had, yeah, they had a oh, few, um, but yeah, it was like that, and uh, I don't, I don't really like any of those bands, but my friends were going, so I went, and uh, this was like maybe not the beginning of Wikipedia, but it was still pretty easy to edit things, and <laughs> it would just stay up there for a while, so I uh, in in the in their article, I went down to like. Uh, like, recent events, or, like, whatever, like, and I just wrote whatever the date was, and I was like, on May 12, 2008, they played the Boston Earth Day Festival, to the disappointment of many. <laughs> <laughs> and it stayed up there for weeks, and then somebody finally, like, edited it, but all they did was they took out the line, disappointment of many, and then just... Cited the uh, that they played that concert, like that was actually a Somebody's big fact checking. The that was a, that was a soul. big highlight for them that year was yeah, playing well. that
0: festival. Uh, you know, another one-hit wonder, uh, the Wallflowers. Oh. Uh, oh, no, I'm gonna go so no. far as three hit wonder three potentially, hit wonder one headlight that's one
1: it six avenue heartache was yep. their first song three yeah. marlinas the difference charted yep. the only difference oh yeah yep. I got that first album bringing yeah. down the horse that's a great album alright their really cover of I that. had that in the back pocket for the 90s alright you know that. what you're What's right your they're Dylan not a song? one hit wonder but yeah <laughs> but so one album. but compared to your dad yeah no you're still fucked yeah no absolutely Like I uh When somebody says to you, like, what's your favorite Dylan song? Nobody's thinking about, like, what (laughs) Jacob Dylan, you know? (laughs) Like, what's your favorite Dylan song? Oh, One Headlight, man. What about you? Uh, I'm uh, I'm into Tangled Up in Blue, but yours
2: is cool too, I guess. Uh, They also covered uh, David Bowie's Heroes for the Godzilla soundtrack. Oh, oh, there you go. That's one of the most
0: 90s albums. The Godzilla soundtrack? yeah, Yeah. I'm
1: sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: When like Puff Daddy did like yeah. a Led Zeppelin movie. Yeah. And, and Jimmy
1: and Jimmy
3: Page
0: was Jimmy on. Jimmy Page on was yeah. on. It? Yeah. Oh god. What's the best soundtrack from the 90s? There are a lot oh, of stop. good Give soundtracks. Can I just
4: I think it's Empire the Empire Records soundtrack. That's a very yeah. good such one. such a good oh. soundtrack. a
1: really good one. The Bodyguard Oh Fair come on, enough. Whitney Houston's Fair the enough. bodyguard. Fair enough. If you don't sing along to "I Have Nothing" when it comes in the comes on in the car and you have your windows rolled up really tight, <laughs> then I, I I almost don't trust
2: you as a person. Uh, I'm gonna say Beavis and ButtHead do America. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's
0: right. They got they got share to do a song with they ButtHead. Did. They, so they did pretty they good. Did.
3: I still from that movie. Like anytime I drive by weird road signs or anything, you still like chuckle yourself, <laughs> like, <"Yeah." laughs> like, but like
0: Marcy Playground, that's a '90s.
3: That's, a, that's a great one. Sex, got, they,
0: Sex and Candy. Sex and
2: Candy. I believe they play that Earthfest as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: that. song
1: They would be so on the on the
0: bill, but that them. was. But you never heard from them again. No. That was it. Semisonic. Oh yeah, closing oh, time. Ew. But you hear Semisonic anytime you're in the bar when it's closing. That's. The only song you're allowed to play when a bar yeah, that, is closing, laid by, James, I feel like. laid by James. That's a great song, yeah, actually. Is,
4: yeah, it's a better closing
0: time song. Oh yeah, and it's a better actually, song. Africa
3: is the best song to close a bar. Oh, so God, I like
0: the Africa is a time. terrible song. Sean hits it's it. I, to oh. close a bar. That's I a tough call. Yeah, that's well, a that terrible song. Everybody's to close in a a
1: bar. very indecisive as to what <laughs> to do. <laughs>
3: What? I feel like anytime I put it on, it's always like, you know, people get very docile and they're like, they know all the words and they get really into it and they're like, I feel good. I'm going to leave. Or that's what you hope, I guess. I, I
1: just think sometimes I'm a very literal person. So if somebody says, it's closing time, it's time to go home. I'm like, hmm. Not only did, <laughs> did they deliver their message, but they gave it to me in song form. Yeah. I'm okay with that. It's the know? nicest that you could
0: yeah. be to somebody.
3: Was I was a good? mild semi-sonic fan. And, um <laughs> And they had a few other hits and uh, you're, also
2: you're a semi <laughs> thing. semi sonic fan. Semi semi sonic
3: This guy. Yeah. Um but also to be fair, he wrote um Adele's like Grammy Winning oh, album. Really? Yeah. Oh. He's the guy behind it so
4: Can we can we just go like go around the table and see who the most embarrassing nineties 90s- and you've seen in concert was oh, oh god!
3: god I don't, do I have to? I
4: my don't know if I'm embarrassing
3: though. I actually have like some good credibility. Like one of the first bands I ever saw was Faith No More. Uh, Ooh, that's a that good, good yeah. I was ten. It's a good one. It's a good one. And I'm still okay. But what's the embarrassing, yeah, the embarrassing one, one. <laughs> you've
0: seen? Kate, you're avoiding the yeah, question. exactly. Uh, no, We've all I, seen cool bands. Uh, in you
3: want to hear embarrassing? I never went to a concert until like that. So that was it. And how
0: old were you? Were Ten. Yeah, that's, that's young to be going to a concert. I saw the Mighty Mighty
2: Bostones oh, at the bad. Middle East when <laughs> when I was seven. Oh, uh, I've seen the
0: Dropkick Murphy's. That's a bad band to see. I like them. Uh, most embarrassing.
2: I saw Rage Against the Machine.
1: That like, sounds like, pretty awesome.
0: Actually. Yeah, that sounds great.
3: <laughs> I'm trying to think of like actual like what what's the I think, I, think embarrassing. I got this one
1: one. I think I think
0: Yeah, who did you see? Alex so, like, What's the most embarrassing Alex band or... that you've seen live, Alex? Jewel. Oh, no. that's, that's fucking great. I would love to see Jewel. Are you kidding me?
3: So not I saw her twice. Apparently. Yeah, that's great. <laughs>
0: I went to Jewel twice. No. Um, something, about, something about this that yodeling Alaskan just gets me all hot inside. I agree. Jewel was great
3: she's so good so so this is not 90s but uh I dated second guy I ever dated you dated Jewel no oh Uh, (laughs) I was was like we're gonna go back to our prior conversation second guy I ever dated um was obsessed with Godsmack oh so I got dried I got dried to like four Uh. or five Godsmack shows
1: Ooh. Oh, that's
3: too many a, Godsmack shows. Far too many. Yeah. yeah. He five, also five, he four, also five. had he also got the Godsmack tattoo on his back. Oh, was uh. it my brother? Did you <laughs> date my brother?
1: <laughs> is there a connection that we're making <laughs> And I said
3: the exact same thing. I'm like, you're aggressive. You don't want to like the, all the songs about like go away, keep away. Yeah. I'm like, you don't want anybody like near you. Like I had a very
1: different '90s experience. It was a lot of like you know this is the age of optimism and love as Dave Matthews. One Sweet World, yeah. I I hate Dave Matthews. I mean, like, I look back on it now, and I'm like, what was I thinking? I liked
0: Godsmack at the time.
1: Uh, I I did. I I, I almost put them probably unfairly in the same bucket as, like, a Creed, but I... Have you you
3: ever seen a Lane Singer, like...
1: No, I mean, honestly. I, no, I,
3: I'm saying, like, he has short man's complex. He's, like, he's a tiny dude. Oh, the guy. guy from
0: Godsmack?
1: Um, I yeah, saw so him. The,
3: the only reason why, like, he used to show up at certain bars I worked at, because yeah. he lives in New Hampshire. <laughs> and I see him, I'm like, oh, God, you're yeah. a little dude. Yeah, I saw like, him
0: at uh, Foxwoods, actually, playing poker one time, and he didn't have a seat. He was just standing at the table, because no. he didn't well,
3: need to. But, he, <laughs> but he looked right like he was seated. Yeah, so exactly, exactly.
0: exactly. I did tiny us with the lead singer of
4: Hoobastank?
3: Oh, no. Wait, wait.
0: You did shots <laughs> yes. lean towards the microphone.
4: I So I went to see Hoobastank with Stephanie yeah. and Jen, our old roommates. And it. the uh, lead singer of Hoobastank is like five feet tall and stood on a box through the whole concert. Well, he's not a perfect person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was probably around the time of that song being a I think it he was, was using yeah. all of his sway at that point. Yeah. But
4: what I did was get blackout drunk because I didn't care about Hoobastank. They were opening for Rancid, which made zero sense. And oh, then gross. He showed up at the bar, and I was like, we should do shots together. And then he like climbed back up on his box to do shots with us at the bar at actually He had a box with him? He had a box that he carried. It was like a crate that he That he could stand on? on. Oh, yeah. man. And I did not so know this. He was so shorter than me, even when he was standing no. on the crate. Did he
0: stand on it when he was on stage? Did he yeah. need a stage on his stage? Yeah, he he brought,
4: did? Yeah. No. He took the crate <laughs> on stage with him, stood on the crate. The rest it's of the band like the stood on the It's like the equivalent of ground.
3: having a security blanket. Yeah. You just bring it around with you. You're like, I have when you're on stage
0: people don't know how tall you are just like you're already like four feet above them no the rest of that
4: band was clearly taller than him so he stood on the crate but then he bought us all shots so I felt a little bad no, he's the so,
2: lead singer. I would have just made to... them stand further back. <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. exactly. Or play on their knees. Yeah.
7: Or oh, hold man. him while he's
3: <laughs> <laughs> I wish the
1: band had just sat him down when he was pushing that hoopa stand because the band name had been like, dude, this is gonna doom us. Maybe we're, he
0: didn't name the band. Maybe that the... was the. maybe he gave in to one of the bandmates. Also
3: to be fair, does anyone remember what they say?
0: Okay, next up is the debate and the reason. That was the name of the song by Stank that we were looking for, The Reason. So before we get into the debate, I want to remind you guys we are at Maggie's Lounge most Fridays at 7 p.m. This week we're there July 26th. It's a Thursday, so come down at 7 p.m. Check it out. And September 13th we are having a show in the Boston Comedy Festival. We will be at Sally O'Brien's. We're giving away $500 to the winner of that show. We're going to have all our best debaters from the whole year there. So check it out. It's on Eventbrite. You can get tickets now. Just search for Pick Aside Stupid Boston Comedy Festival Edition. And our first debate tonight is between Katie Baker and Joe Bost. <laughs> Katie, do you want to go first or second?
8: Uh, I'm going to go first.
0: Okay, and what category would you like?
8: Uh, videos.
0: Okay, music videos. Here we go. Your question is: You just poured a couple of glasses of chilled Zima and, and dim the lights. Which song do you put on to help set the mood? "I'll Make Love to You" by Boys to Men, or "I'm Too Sexy" by Right Said Fred?
8: Um, I'm gonna put on the "I'm Too Sexy" because um, I want to give a warning to my lover. <laughs> Just so that he knows that my expectations will not be met. Uh, I like to have any romantic encounter have have a little honesty. Like, uh, yeah.
9: I'm just kind of shocked that I managed to get a girl and dim the lights. So it's already a weird and out of ordinary evening. So, what's going to make it even better and more interesting? Bringing back boys to men. Setting a tone, bringing back the 90s, post-9-11. Getting everyone to really fall in love again.
8: You say boys to men, all I think of is mice and men. So, to me, that's just some some puppy-killing music. And, um... That that's a no-go in my book. I'm really glad that
9: someone else definitely thinks that Boys to Men was drowning or killing puppies at some point. That makes me feel a lot better. But there's no way that right-said Fred wasn't murdering every single animal inside of the UK. The fact that we haven't seen him since the song came out really frightens me. He drove the snakes out of Ireland. Nothing, it makes any sense in the UK anymore since Right Said Fred disappeared.
0: Tom, all right, I gotta hand the win to Katie Baker. (laughs) Next up, everyone, please welcome Craig Bideman. Katie, would you like to go first or second?
8: Uh, this time, I'll go second.
0: Okay. Shit. Craig, what category would you like?
8: Uh, alternative, Sean.
0: Alternative. Okay. Your question is from Malin Pavletic.
7: Oh, Mal- Malin. She
0: asks, Marilyn Manson. Oh, good. This generation's, this generation's Alice Cooper or a danger to the future, uh, to the future of our youth?
7: When I was in middle school, I actually wrote a paper about Marilyn Manson and about how his music was destroying society. Oh. And what's wild about that is now I look up to the fucking guy in some, in some regards. He's very flexible.
5: <laughs>
7: <laughs> and I envy that. But deep down... I still recognize the motherfucker needs to be stopped. His music is getting worse, and it's just teaching a generation
8: of kids that he's still relevant, and that's fucked up. I refuse to see Mr. Manson as a threat. He's just this perpetual um, hot-topic shopping lad, an aging young boy, And uh, like the Pope, he can't scare me. And um, so to say that he's a danger to our nation's youth is just a a bunch of hubbub, a bunch of hoopla, and um, he can be anyone, can be the next anyone else, and uh, no harm in that.
7: Columbine. (laughs) We were talking about school shootings earlier we wouldn't have had that school shooting if it weren't for Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Manson.
8: They have they, they actually they have camera they have pictures from Columbine and Marilyn Manson was not seen <laughs> on the premises at all.
0: all right, I to hand the way to Katie Baker Next up, everyone, please welcome Alex Smith. <laughs> Katie, do you want to go first or second?
8: Um, I, uh, do you want to go first or second? I'm gonna go second.
0: Okay, Alex, what category would you
1: like? Um, music videos. I studied up on the Guns N' Roses trilogy before coming here.
0: Okay, there <laughs> are only '90s reference worth knowing. So. Mm. There's no Guns N' Roses question, sorry. Um, This question is about the most 90s uh, music video I've ever known of because I've never seen it outside of a five-month span in 1995. Uh, Which is the worst advice given in Not A Surf's song popular? Is it uh, a one-month limit on going steady or washing your hair once every two weeks?
1: Well, that's a tough one. I remember the song, Yeah, I'm the head of the class. I'm popular. OK, yeah. wheels are turning. Um, I'm going to go with the wash in the hair thing, because I think of that song. I think of school. When I think of school, I think of how I learned how to count by Counting Crows. I think of the lead singer of that band. He's got weird, dready things, because he hadn't washed his hair in two weeks. And that dude got Jennifer Aniston. So if you can pull that in the 90s, then I figured that's probably the best bit of advice in that song. Cause going steady for what was it now one month a one month limit oh geez in high school that's like handshaking at best maybe like <laughs> maybe like a you know goodbye hug before you wait for the bus so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with the second option looking like the count and crow gu- crow's guy okay <laughs> that makes sense right so is this the
8: the better or worst advice well
0: I said the worst but he says the better advice is so yeah but want to see,
8: so, okay, I'm going to go with the the going steady for a month, saying that I, I think that that's good advice. Okay, yeah. All right, because uh, really, um, what, in a month like that, you have all the room for the beginning, middle, and end of um, all the steady goings and activities included, and uh, whereas the hair grease accumulates very fast. And um, only two weeks, that would interfere with um, your, your steady goings. And it's just, it's, it's gross, whereas really, you, you don't need to go steady at all.
7: Yeah.
1: So, I mean, when I heard the question, I instantly flashed back to, like, 1994. And I was instantly in high school again. So, I think we're working on different time frames. Like, now a month is, like, plenty of time to figure out if the sex is good. But if you're in high school, like I was, a month is about that time to, like, you, maybe you thumb wrestle a little bit. Maybe you try to negotiate a lemon head. If you don't know what that is, we'll talk later. It's uh, not just a band from the 90s. So I, I think I want to go with sticking with the looking like the guy from Counting Crows thing because I'm telling you. Times in
8: 1994, I was three years old, so I wasn't I wasn't slaying dick that early in the game. But yeah, but um, but uh, based off of uh, viewing the the Lion King. Uh, if, if Simba didn't bathe, he wouldn't look majestic at all. He'd be disappointed in his Time.
0: Day. All right, got to hand the wind to Katie Baker. Yeah. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Katie Dungar and Tyler Derniak. Yeah. Okay, uh... Katie, do you want to go first or second?
10: Uh, I'll go second.
0: Okay. Tyler, what category would you like? Uh, I'm going to stick
11: with my roots and
0: and go with hip hop. (laughs) Okay, great. Kevin M. Quigley asks, Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Want to see me stick nine-inch nails through each one of my eyelids? That's the whole question. No,
11: I do not want to see you stick nine-inch nails through your eyelids, Miles. We all care about you too much. You do great raps and such, and we just want you to be happier. You know, I, you seem very angry, and I, I don't think that you deserve all this self-loathing. I think that, you know, we all love you. We want you to, we want you to do better. And even though I do love violence... I don't want to see you stick nine-inch nails in your eyelids.
10: I feel like we did this recently. Oh, yeah. You know who I am. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I like violence. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm a white woman. I'm full of rage. And the only way I can properly express it is by watching other people commit violence. I am pretty sure this is the only reason why women like Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) Slow burn on that one. Uh, So yeah, shove some nine-inch nails through your eyelids. I want to see this. I want to see where it goes. And then maybe, maybe I'll feel something again.
11: We all know where they're going. They're going to the back of his skull. It's not like a mystery. Like it's there's not much further that it it goes after the nine inch nails because they're only like what? Do you have a ruler? No. I'm gonna say it's about like nine inches maximum for your like eyelid to back of skull, and that's like a really like wide skull, so it's it's gonna stick out the back, and then it's just gonna be there. It's done. We lost Eminem. Time.
10: Yet again, we have a man demonstrating that he doesn't know what nine inches means. (laughs) Hey, hey, the wind to Katie Dunger.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. Next up... Uh, all right, next up, everybody, please welcome Lorelai Lyons and Brian O'Donnell. Okay, Lorelei, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. Okay. Brian, what category would you like? Between- I'll take uh, hip-hop.
12: Okay,
0: great. Your question is... Uh, Which is less appealing in a potential partner? Uh, That they don't have a car and they're walking? Or they're hanging out the passenger side of their best friend's ride, (laughs) trying to holler at you?
12: (sighs) Listen, I think uh, it's been well established through my appearances here that I do not want any scrubs. Uh, that is something I've been saying for a long time. Uh, I won't be a misogynist either. I don't want any pigeons either, okay? I don't want... So you guys don't remember the Forty Thieves song? All right, cool. Uh, uh, I think it's very uncouth to be bringing your friends driving you around into our business. Uh, I'm fine if you don't have a car. People are in dire economic circumstances. No one understands that better than me uh, as a uh, a failure of a person. But... At least keep our business between us. If you want to hang out of the, the driver's side of your own car and holler at me, all day, baby, all day. But leave your friends out of this.
13: I, uh, You know, although I think that there's a certain nobility in being environmentally friendly and walking around places, I think that there's also just nobility in not being square as fuck. Just, like, loosen up a little bit, you know? I mean, uh, I mean, like, I I always ask when I'm going on the T if I can hang outside the door just to brighten up people's days as we're going along, you know? I, you know, Bernie Sanders probably would have won if he hung out a a few more cars across the country just high-fiving people, um,
12: uh, and, uh, yeah. (laughs) First of all, I support you hanging out the window of the MBTA. You pay for that. That's your that's your <laughs> ride to hang out of, by all means. Our taxes pay for that, and Bernie Sanders is on board with that. I don't know why we're talking about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I'm going to stop doing that. All I'm saying is, you know, I, I'm fine with you including the world in our relationship. By all means, shout it to the rooftops. I want that to happen, but I just... If you're if time, if it, <laughs> You know,
13: I almost walked here tonight, but I didn't because I'm not a square. <laughs> I rode the bus <laughs> like a comedian. Yeah. I seed my time.
0: <laughs> All right, I gotta hand the win to Lorelei Lyons. Yeah. All right, next up. And our final debate of the first round, it will be Sean Clark and our gauntlet winner, Katie Baker. Okay, uh, Sean, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I, I will go first. Okay, and what category would you like?
5: I will go with MTV music videos. Okay. Music videos. <clears> hmm. <throat> Read it too literally.
0: Simple question here. Uh, which of these is true? It's all about the Benjamins or more money, more problems?
5: I would say it is all about the Benjamins because even though mo' money, mo' problems, mo' money, you can buy mo' solutions. <laughs> And that's really where all those Benjamins really come in handy at that point. Thank you.
8: Do we really know all of these Benjamins? Do we know if there might be some questionable characters who may themselves be more problem than solution? Whereas Mo Money Mo Problems is a simple formula. And, um... It's, uh, it's safe to ground your actualizations, whereas, uh, the escalation of math versus the, uh, infinite unknowns of all the Benjamins.
5: Well, I can name one Benjamin right now, and his name is Benjamin Franklin, and he invented the bifocals, so we can take a really good look at that equation you just presented to us, and he'd probably say, look, I invented electricity, I'm on the $100 bill for a reason, Like, I really know what I'm talking about. If there's more Benjamin Franklins, like if we had a hundred Benjamin Franklins, think about all the science, all the problems we could solve. If we had a hundred Benjamin Fosters, who was a terrific actor, we'd have so many good movies. If we had a hundred of my neighbor, whose name is Benjamin, I'd have so many pies made by his wife. Time.
8: (laughs) He's just a resource for you to use to just expand for your needs. Uh, this notorious prostitute user uh, womanizer guy. But if you were to travel back in time and tell him like, hey, you're just money, uh, he'd find that to be a problem. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Time. All right. I gotta hand the wind to Sean
0: Clark. <laughs> Next up, everybody, please welcome Liam McGurk and Colleen Genevieve. Okay. Uh, Liam, would you like to go first or second?
14: second.
0: Okay. Colleen, what category? It doesn't matter. Okay. Your question is from Zach Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he asks... Better way to deal with heartbreak. Being cold and shamed lying naked on the floor. (laughs) Or, or moving to the country and eating a lot of peaches.
15: Mm, This is so obvious. I don't know if you've heard about the latest epidemic in America. Diabetes. I do not want to eat peaches. There is nothing... So, like, fantastic as the slighted woman, okay? (laughs) Lying cold, naked. (sighs) That's, like, religious. Like, I'm having... They say when you give birth that you experience this, like, incredible sensation of serotonin that's almost orgasmic. And I'm feeling that way when I hear those lyrics. So don't eat peaches. They're filled with fluoride and diabetes. (laughs) What you want is some personal growth in struggle and heartbreak by crying your eyes out. Also, you lose weight, you lose so much water weight. I'm telling you, this is a practical response. It's okay. I know you're like on baited breath, that's why you're not laughing. (laughs)
14: Now, I'm no pediatrician. <laughs> but I think that there's nothing wrong with eating a delicious, non-preservative peach. And I think it's a good way to get over your tough breakup. Maybe your breakup came because you were lying on the floor, naked and ashamed. <laughs> Instead of putting on your clothes and going out to a dinner. <laughs> maybe you were lying there cold and naked and ashamed because you didn't see the peach that you had.
15: (laughs) No way! I will not be slut-shamed by Liam McGurk! Not now! Not never! Not never! Absolutely not! Oh! Oh! this man of privilege saying I didn't recognize the peach I had as if I didn't have a dad who wouldn't say I love you too as if I didn't my therapist says I need to let my throat chakra fly here we go here we fucking go time here we fucking go
14: (laughs) well I wasn't slut shaming you he wanted to have sex with you, but you didn't want to do that either. You just weren't—you just weren't in the mood for anything. You were just lying on the floor. This isn't about. This isn't about slut shaming. This is about personality shaming—the original shame. <laughs> Colleen, he was too good for you. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to make this about you. I was just saying that. Time. Maybe-
0: <laughs> All right, I got to hand the wind to Liam McGurk. Next up, everybody, please welcome Kyle Mangan and Liam McGurk. Liam, do you want to go first or second? Okay. Kyle, your question is from Ben Quick. He asks... What's the better use of your spare time? Smashing pumpkins
6: or raging against the machine? Rage against the motherfucking machine! (laughs) Listen, guys, we have this thing in office right now. Uh, We need to rage against him. Like, the fact that we're out here talking about comedy and making jokes when there is some real serious shit happening is a little bit fucked up. Yeah, sorry, was that too real for you, Quincy? We need to rage against this goddamn machine that we call America. This, fuck, I didn't, I didn't mean to get goddamn political on this. I'm so sorry. But as soon as I realized like what this was really going to be about, I was like, you know what, this is my time to make a difference in the goddamn world. I can talk to a room full of people... You know, I was trying to be nice, all right? I was trying to motivate my peers or comrades in this American time. Work. Okay, here's the situation.
14: We're mad at the machine, raging. Who's the machine? Congress. Why? They're not listening. No, they're not listening. <laughs> They don't care. So you try raging. Where does rage get you? Nothing. You're yelling and people don't take you seriously. So how do we get back in Congress? You sneak into their pumpkin patch. <laughs> Send them a message. Who could sneak into the congressional pumpkin patch except an organized militia of angry
6: proletariats. And that is exactly why we rage against the machine. I inspire people. I have just inspired Liam to go through pumpkin patches. I don't know what he's going to do there. He wasn't very specific. But I did it. And I'm here, and I'm ready to go. And guys, we can do this. We can do this. It's not over. Time.
14: <laughs> a, a step one of raging against the machine is destroying the pumpkins. You gotta <laughs> take out the pumpkins. Step two, make drinks with a pumpkin drink and drink it on the lawn, though be so mad. <laughs> Those are our prized pumpkins, they'll say. <laughs> you just destroyed 0.5% of our GDP, they'll say. <laughs> but we're not listening. Time. All right, I got to hand the window to Liam
0: McGurk. So this one will be between Lorelei Lyons and Liam McGurk. Okay. Uh, Lorelai, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second again. Okay. Liam, your question is from Malin Pavletic. She asks, your friend is walking through the spider webs. Do you leave a message or do you call them back? Uh,
14: Okay, so... (laughs) Assuming this is off of some sort of song, that the context of this would maybe be appropriate, but...
0: Yeah, I, no, no doubt it's from a song. Oh. Oh, okay. What was the question again? Your friend is walking through the spider webs. Do you leave a message or do you call them back? Oh,
14: okay. Leave them a message. They're busy. I told them not to go also, and they're still doing it. Because if you're walking through spider webs, you know that they're doing it, you try to talk them out of it, but they're gonna go fight the queen spider. But it's their life. That was a Gwen Stefani reference. And I would like points for it. Okay, thank you.
13: I'm gonna fucking call him back. The reason I'm gonna call him back is because I've seen Lord of the Rings. And I feel like most of my friends are about, like, the stature of Frodo. So they'd probably do okay. I don't want to bother them when they're fighting. I don't want to leave a message, get that ringtone going, and displace their location to the spider. They're probably already stuck in the web for all I know. Um, I wouldn't call them back because... If they're walking through the spider webs, then the ringing of the phone might actually—or I'd call—I'd call them back later, later, because I wouldn't want to uh, have the cell phone ring and vibrate and send those vibrations to the spider that's walking through the web. My friends probably already beating the shit out of themselves because
12: they're walking through
13: spider webs. So I don't want to actually attract the spider to them and make it worse.
14: Lorelei, your disturbing, confusing voicemail has killed them. (laughs) (laughs) Then they thought you were distressed and couldn't focus on what they were doing. They just got eaten by spiders. Also, why would you want to screw it up for them? They might be doing something important like, oh, I don't know, trying to throw the Ring of Sauron in a fire. (laughs) I'm just saying. That's like my bad... Like, they're going through big spider webs... Also, they probably don't have reception time. Listen, it's because I'm following them
13: around all day through these mountain passes, and they won't even bother to learn my goddamn name. One of them just called me by my actual name recently, but uh, that's a reference to Smeagol if you didn't get it. I'm sorry if you haven't read Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry this isn't my audience, okay? I know it's 90s music, not Tolkien lore, but, you know... I listened to Led Zeppelin, not 90s music, but uh, I didn't even listen to Led Zeppelin. Time!
7: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, I gotta hand the win to Liam McGurk. <laughs> oh, right. Give it up for Liam, your champion for the evening.
1: That was pick-a-side, stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show.
0: Hey there, thanks for listening. And just a quick reminder, this September 13th, we will be giving away $500 to the winner of our show at Sally O'Brien in Somerville as part of the Boston Comedy Festival. So come check it out. You can get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search for Pick a Side Stupid Boston Comedy Festival Edition. And come see the best debaters from all year long battle it out for that $500 prize. I want to give a big shout out to Jay Baggett for drawing up the artwork this week. Check out her stuff on Instagram at jaybags. And if you're looking for me, I will be at Sally O'Brien's most Monday nights hosting an open mic. I will be at the Poor House in Boston on Wednesday nights down in the basement hosting comedy nights. That's a book show. All my funniest friends are invited to come down and tell jokes. And there's half-priced chicken sandwiches there, so it's a great deal. And Friday nights, I'm at Maggie's Lounge hosting this little shindig, Pick side, Stupid, This week we are there July 26th, that's a Thursday, and then we're back to our Friday schedule after that. And if you have a moment, leave us a rating on iTunes so that more people can find out about the show. Thanks.